Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Experts Podcast. My name is Nick Hayes. Hello, Nick Hayes. My name is Lana Hill. Well, thank you, Lana Hill. <laughs> You're not going by Lana Hill Kawani today. Well, I'm just, just still deciding, you know, um, maybe I should be Lana Hill at work, Lana Hill Kawani at home. That's I it. Mean, From now on, I'll just call you Lana Hill because yeah. the last three podcasts I've hit off with is Lana <laughs> Hill Kawani and we won't do that any longer. Big show today, Lana. I know. I'm very excited. The bloke that we've got on that we're going to have a chat to, oh my God, how many businesses has this bloke been involved with today? And, uh, and what he invests in. It's 13, I think. 13. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even get one going, right? Well, that's not true. That's but not true. the COVID times, COVID times and the way for businesses to get through is a really interesting chat because what we are going to look to do is that we all need some help. We all yeah, need some support. Absolutely. And this is the kind of bloke that we need to talk to. Hey, Nick Barnsdale, welcome to the Experts Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It's uh, my pleasure to be talking to you guys. Right. First, before we start, Nick, because 13 businesses, how do you do it, mate? How did, how did that – can't you just keep your you know, focus on one? Is it just <laughs> that you, you migrated and moved out? Where did that – how did that all happen? Uh, well, <laughs> um, I, I guess uh, it has happened quite organically, but you know what? The, the cornerstone of it all is ambition and, uh, and wanting more in my life, and that's come from actually having very, very little to start with. And so I suppose in, in, a, in a very short summary, that's how it happened. 13, actually, 13 is kind of the media spiel. Like, uh, I think uh, there was a counter uh, quite recently. It was, it was a, it's a lot more than 13. But um, oh, wow. uh, I started uh, I started my first business at 19 um, in 1994. And, um, you know, I think we say that, um, hey, I've either uh, bought, sold, um Founded, invested in, run as CEO, managing director, um, probably closer to about 40 companies now. But I mean, the, the thing is, how, how I do it now is, is I have a business investment fund. Um, so I do cheat a little bit, is, is that uh, those companies, a lot of them, uh, you know, yes, I own a portion of them and I sit as a director or chairman on those, but um, not in them all day, every day, like I am with this uh, business mentoring uh Navigate business business. Beautiful. Now, what a lovely segue. I think you've done media before, Nick. Uh, <laughs> navigate biz, because this is this is the business. This is the business that I want to talk about, and this yeah. is one for all listeners. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're an expert, if you're someone in the space of looking for support and help, um, because it is scary, you know, and particularly as business owners or, you know, you might have a small team, you don't necessarily have all the expertise around you. Yeah. So, Nick, talk us through Navigate Biz. Just tell us, the, you know, why you started it and, uh, and how how it's all going. Hey, look, uh, Navigate Business is a real passion project for me. And, um, you know, before I get into the nuts and bolts of that, I'm probably going to take you back on a little journey. Um, so I, I grew up um, in a, you know, as a kid, I grew up, my parents owned a, owned a small business. And um, well, so I sort of, up until the age of nine, that's all I knew is mum and dad working in a very small business. And um, it failed as, as I was nine years old. And, um, 
So I had a front row seat mm. as a young kid as to one is the work ethic uh, and the pressure and stress that comes into owning a business from my earliest memories, but also what happens when it explodes mm. and um, what uh, you know what the impact is on um, not just the finances of the family, um, but you know the relationships within the family, the stress and what that does to people. Yeah, and um, so I understood at that very young age what well a, a portion of what business ownership means. Um, now, because our family unit exploded at that time, um, you know, we ended up uh, very, very low socioeconomic uh, environment uh, because my, my parents had split up at that stage, and they were rebuilding their lives as you do when a when a uh, when a business fails. And um, and so I got to work very, very early as a ten year old uh, to help mum pay the bills. Wow. And um, it wasn't much fun coming home and uh, electricity being disconnected and telephone disconnected and all those important things that we take for granted. So, um, but what going to work at 10 after school did, um, and, and I had multiple jobs at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 till I eventually got uh, left school. Um, but uh, what it gave me an insight to other small business owners and that not everyone that owns a business is just like my parents were. And some of them actually had really, really great businesses and because I was so enthusiastic about wanting to earn money because we had none of it, um, I ended up you know, spending a lot of hours as a young kid in these other small businesses and having these mentors in my life. And um, I guess by the time that I was, well, by the time I'd started uh, my first business at 19, I'd spent a lot of time, I'd almost spent the best part of a decade basically living and breathing um, in other people's businesses. The previous decade before that growing up, in my parents' business, and I felt like I had a really broad scope, a really broad view of business ownership, good, bad, um, but overall there was this theme of work ethic and behind that. I could see a common theme there, and I could see that you know some people lived life a little different than, uh, than how I had been growing up at that time, and I started to want some of that stuff. And so, um, so that got me on a journey of investing. Uh, first, I bought my first property, uh, investment property at 16 years old. Wow. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, start, you know, second and third and fourth and so on and so on. And so, I, uh, uh, fortunately, you know, I could see a common theme in the back, yes, work ethic, but also that a lot of these small business owners were doing really well for themselves because they would reinvest the profits of those businesses back into some other assets that would keep growing. Uh, and value in that for them. And so I started on this journey through that. And, um, you know, I got to 40 years old and, um, you know, I was very fortunate. I was uh, out of the rat race, as it's commonly called, and, um, you know, basically sat down with my wife and we could sort of, you know, we, we went through a whole restructure of, of, well, put everything, started with a clean slate about how we wanted to live our life, where we wanted to live it, and um, and sort of rearrange that, but also what happened at that point is I realised that a lot of the goals that I'd had uh, as a kid, um, as a teenager, and, and and as a young man in my twenties, I'd achieved those things. Um, and you know that that's a really interesting feeling to get that. So I'd kind of almost in a way lived a life by the time I was forty, and um, and what that ignited. Is, is that, um, you know, well, you, of course you ask yourself these questions. What, what are we here for? What are we on the planet for? Yeah. Um, and, uh, 
and also, but it also sparked off that you've got to keep shifting your goals because when we when we're not moving our goals, when we're not stretching ourselves, um, partially we become a bit complacent. Um, our mind becomes a bit idle, um, and when those things happen, it's actually not really that healthy for us. And uh, I often say, is you know, you just got to make sure you've got those really big goals in your life that keep you focused. You know, big goals take a lot of your attention, they take a lot of your time and take a lot of your effort. And when you're doing that, you, you can't really get bored. And I, and I kind of try, really try and make sure that I'm busy all the time because all the worst traits in, as a human that comes out in us comes out when we're not really focused on things, right? Oh. We're not focused on these goals. Absolutely. Hey, hey, Nick, when I was 16, I was just trying to get into the Bo Morris Hotel. <laughs> I wasn't, Don't worry, I, wasn't, Nick, I was too. I wasn't Bowie. that one, but another one. <laughs> but I, was, I wasn't investing or buying property. But, Nick, wow. I mean, you know, look, your, your profile doesn't tell that story, but I can see and hear it in your voice too. That is your major motivator. You've seen and, and seen it all before you were even 20. Uh, does it take that drive, that that sort of uh, to see that pain and that uh, what your parents went through and what you went through during that time growing up? Is it does it take that to? Is that your major motivator? Well, look, I think um, so. In a way, um, it is because uh, I, I talk about the advantage of disadvantage, and. Um, and, and it's a big theme, um, not just in my life, but I think you see in a lot of people that you would typically, I mean, success is a broad term, right? So success means different things, but what broadly what people would call successful, if you look at those people in those categories, um, there normally is some adversity in there. And um, for me, the big drive, as I said before, when you haven't got stuff, when you're, um, you know, when you're living in a very low socioeconomic environment, um, but you have the ability to look over the fence and see, actually, there's some people over there that have got a whole lot more. Yep. Um, I wonder if I can have that. And um, so, it, you know, I was fortunate enough at a very young age that I could connect the dots there. And look, uh, you know, I, I think that is a key. I think a key in life, as I said before, you've got to have goals. You've got to want more because that's what keeps you healthy. What's what keeps you striving. Um and, uh, and as I said, that's where I'm getting to when I got to 40 is like, well, actually, while we're here, um, you know, I, I just got an earning, a yearning that I, I feel like I can help people. I feel like I've learned enough in my, um, very full half life, if you like, um, that, uh, that I can impart some of the things I learned. So I started about it, you know, when I was 40, I started on a journey that I, um, uh, wrote a book called Better Business, Better Life. And, um, that kind of details I guess the journey that I just spoke about a moment ago. Um, and in that, it's a very simple little guide um, around, you know, if you were looking to start a business, what would you do? It's all the kind of the lessons that I've learned through my life um, about starting a small business, starting to employ people, starting to scale, um, you know, wh- why you need to know some of these financial terms, even if you're not really interested in money so much. It's kind of important. Uh, if you're running a business. So it's a really simple guidebook. And then as I wrote that book um, and published that book, um, I partnered up with a good friend of mine who had had a lot of time in education. And I said, hey, look, I'm not really interested in this business consulting gig. I think it's a very narrow channel, um, but I really do want to help a lot of people in business. Is there a way that we can take what's inside my brain and scale that um, in an online type platform 
so that it's accessible to everybody. Yeah. And uh, and that's how Navigate was born uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, and that's what we did. We just went about, uh, you know, step by step, what is the information if uh, if you were looking to start a business that you would need as you go through? And, and, and that's kind of, that's how we started it. Oh, love that, it. You know what? Backstories to why and how you started a business, that's it. Yeah. That is key here. Totally. So very, Nick, in a, in a short, short fire little answer there, what does Navigate Biz do for the business owner out there? Okay, for an existing business owner out there, it provides, um, importantly, it provides uh, answers from an experienced group of mentors. So we have, um, you know, like myself, business owners, many, many decades in business, all different sectors. I've owned businesses from um, civil construction through to resources, through to um, e-commerce, through to finance, um, through to uh, education, of course, uh, property development, um, you name it, the gamut. Uh, and there's these, these real common threads that are repeatable because I've grown businesses from zero to over $100 million a year in turnover, tens of millions of dollars a year in profit, time and time and time again. And so I take these things, these big business principles that I can um, export and implement into small businesses, even owner operators. So when the business owner out there that's struggling for, uh, you know, their time, they're looking to get their time back. Oh, you know, I've got to start this business that I can't get away. I can't have a holiday. So we go through that process about how to build a structure, um, how to get these goals and start to scope that, how to go and employ people. All of those really basic fundamentals of business that people are really scared to go and do. So, Nick, um, go and talk to your accountant. Pre, preempt what needs to be done from a financial perspective. Don't just brush it under the carpet. We talk about, hey, what's the common words that are used? What do they mean? What should I be asking my accountant? What should I be asking a lawyer? What structure should my business be? In? Yeah, it's important um, stuff. All of those really important things. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah it, it super is, important. Super, super. But it, but Nick, who who who? What kind of businesses can use this? Is it a? Are we talking your your small, your micro? Are we talking medium, large? Who who are you looking to attract there? Look, um, so we did a lot of research around um, small and medium business, and what we found from the ABS, the Australian Bureau of Statistics, and actually looked at a bunch of other countries, particularly first world Western uh, countries, Australia, New Zealand, UK, Europe. North America, all of those, and we found these statistics um, around business success or business failure are really, really similar in all of those countries. And what we found is is that if you go and look at the size of the business, i.e. the turnover, that some uh, some uh, segment, segments of turnover are, are less successful, have a higher failure rate than others. And we looked at the number of employees in those businesses and they have a higher failure rate than others. We also looked at market segments. Now you you imagine if if you went and got your ABN in Australia and here in Australia it's our Australian business number, but another country just a business number. Um, and they said to you, well, if you have a company that turnover less than five hundred thousand dollars a year in turnover and only has one or you know owner operator, one one or no, no staff members um, that your failure rate, depending on the segment of the industry you're going, your failure rate could be as high as 80% within 36 months. Mm. Now, if you heard that, would that make a difference to the way that you went about setting up your business? <laughs> You'd so, think so. you think so. But it doesn't always, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, so what we're trying to do is filter people because when you go and get that business number, there is no license. You know, like it's not like going to get a car license. Okay, we're going to do a little bit of theory, and then we're going to have a few lessons, and then we're going to get into our practical. Then we're going to get a license. We're going to start. There is none of that. And the problem is, is with small business, is is that some of the worst elements of our society are deeply ingrained in small business ownership. I'm talking about, um, uh, of course, uh, d- divorce rates, domestic violence, suicide, bankruptcy, all of these things that really affect the mental well-being of our society are heavily, heavily, heavily featured in small business ownership. And so that, for me, as you can probably hear, is, is, is that, that's the big driver. Oh, that's the big driver. Is people these guys, like, if there's nothing else, is, is just a pick up, Pick up the book, Better Business, Better Life, and just read that because that gives you at least some guide as to about how to go and do it. Because the day that we're born into uh, with parents that have most likely been employees all their life, and then you go to start school and get taught by your teachers who are most likely been employees all their life, and then you go and start your career, uh, maybe you go to university first, but if you go and start your career, then you're working for other managers who are most likely been employees all their life, you are not having any, any, any influence on an action from a, from a business owner. So you're not getting any of the real skills that are required to run a business. I say this all the time, Nick. It's the academics of the world. Those that haven't actually, in practice, actually done the work. In theory, they're very good. They're very good off textbooks, but they're not so good in practice. You've got to ask the real business owners, the people that yeah. you know on the ground have put their heart, their blood, their sweat, their tears into the business. They're the people. And I'm getting beginning to think, Nick, you're the man we need to go to. <laughs> now and I and I, I say that. Now I can hear the passion in your voice as you're as you're talking. Nick, we've got to get into to, this is a media podcast, so we've got to talk media with you because I what I did love when you when you launched Navigate Biz was that the uh, you launched it right in the middle of a Queensland state election, and you know that can be difficult. That yeah. can be difficult to get attention. Very true. But it, it, Channel Ten rocked up and uh, and did some good pieces. What was that like? To, just to launch it out there in in front of uh, a media that could capture what you were looking to do. Hey, I mean, look, it's great. It's great to get that exposure, and I mean, to be recognised by the Queensland government as the I guess the go-to person, the go-to business to actually help uh, revamp, pivot, adjust, regrow these businesses that have been affected by COVID. And, and Queensland, um, uh, with tourism being a, such a large uh, element of the um, of the Queensland economy, of course, there's a sure. lot of businesses were decimated. So, so it was really a great honour to be selected by the Queensland government to just help these people out. And and of course, that's the driver for us, right? At Navigate Business, we want to help business owners there is no lonelier place to be than a small business owner <laughs> okay. so um so we jumped so we jumped in hey it was great channel 10 got on board which is fantastic and i suppose um uh hey, well all of us i think to some degree are introverted uh and I, you know i normally say that i am and but until we talk about a topic that we're really passionate about and so um you know i love talking about business and i love helping people that are in business so, you know, it was great to get that opportunity to do that across Channel 10. I've also done it with CPA Australia, the Char- uh, Chartered Accountants, um, also the Small Business uh, Association of Australia. Um, so I've had a lot of opportunity to get this message out, um, you know, through radio stations, through you guys. Uh, um, you know, we've talked to radio stations up uh, up and down the country and, and east to west. Um, so 
um, you know, it's just been, you know, it's been really great to to actually get that message out and have these people come back and say, hey, this this one message you said here or this one thing here really helped us. Great segue, Nick, actually. I wanted to ask you that specific question. I actually used to be a business owner myself. I was a business coach for, for six years. Um, and I totally hear what you're saying around, um, you know, the work-life balance that is non-existent and the, you know, the way that it impacts all of your life, not just the work aspect of your life. I know you love helping people and, and we, we certainly come from that background ourselves. But if you if you could just distill it into one thing and let's reference COVID here as well because I think yeah. the business landscape has been impacted enormously by the pandemic, good and bad. If you could get one thing out to business owners about what they can do to make their business better in the current environment, what would it be? Big question, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I mean, one you know, one big thing we we always say the secret weapon of every business owner is the mindset, right? And so, um, you you need to have a growth mindset, a mindset that is constantly looking for opportunity out there. If you're one of these ones that's sitting there and being the henny penny, the sky's uh, caving in on you. You need to be able to to adjust that, and that's hard. That's really hard for most people. And when we all work on it every day, I'm sure. To, to make to improve that, but you need to know um, that, and this is this is a great lesson that's that's given me belief over my lifetime that actually any single person can go out there and make a go of it. Particularly if you live in this country, if you live in Australia, you have zero excuses, zero. You you need to understand you have got a great opportunity. I grew up in a very small town, very low socioeconomic environment. I was kicked out of school at fifteen. Um, but I worked my ass off to make sure that I could have a little bit more. And we've all got that opportunity. We've just got to believe that we have that opportunity. And so you need to really get that mindset right, strengthen the mind. I love that. I love that. Mindset's everything. It is. If you don't have it and if you're not focused and if you don't have particularly and also to a strategy and goals. And yeah. that, that's the other side of it as well. And, you know, have goals because if you're not reaching it, if you don't have a strategy in front of you, there's no way to measure it as to how you're performing. So it, it is a great reminder and particularly during COVID times. Because, you know, we can all get into, I, I said this last year a yes, lot, Nick, get into your bunkers, get in and just wait for it to all disappear. But the reality here is COVID-19 is not going to disappear. Yeah. It's going to be with us for for a good period of time. I'm, yep. I'm talking the next five oh. years, six years that, you know, we've got to live with this. And I was on record in March and last year when we started our COVID response uh, at Navigate Biz, when we were doing that, we we're doing three webinars twice weekly to all business owners worldwide. We'd have people coming from Europe to our, our webinars. Worldwide, they were dropping into our webinar where we would help people go through it. And we're saying, don't go into your bunker. Yeah. Get out there. Fix bayonets over the top. Oh, I love it. You need to get out there. <laughs> because what it is, is if you're in the what, what I What I said, I was, say, I was on record in March, said this is structural change. Yes. This is major change. If you sit there and hunker down, and wait till oh everything's going to go back to normal. What's normal? What yeah. was normal anyway? It yeah. never there was will. always something coming <laughs> along. Yeah. Oh, no one's buying because there's an election on. Oh, there was a GFC. Uh, I had a business in the 2010 uh, Brisbane floods that went three meters underwater. Yeah, and we weren't insured for fl- we, had, well, we were on a floodplain, so there was no flood insurance. You know, um, there's always I've been an in a recession of. 
There's always a an recession experience. in '97, a recession in '91, and like all of these things. There's you know pandemic, GFC. There's always something going to come along. Sure. Yeah. So what you got to do is go well. Okay, right. Ninety-five percent of the people are down there in the bunker. Hey, I'm I'm the five that's going hunting. Yeah. I'm going looking for because. <laughs> Everybody's still buying toilet paper. Everybody's buying some sanitizer. Everybody's buying some masks. Everyone's buying some wipes. Well, what is it that I can get out and sell that market? Because I don't want what the 95 have got. I want what the 5% have got. Uh, Nick, I think it's a Nick thing. <laughs> I, I think, think it is a I Nick thing. I think it thing. is a Nick thing. Yeah. You know, put the, fix bayonets, go over the, <laughs> over the trenches, no man's land, enter into. But you know what? If you don't, that, that whole bunker mentality, I saw a lot of businesses not come out of this. And yeah. particularly as we are enter, you know, exiting out of the, uh, the, the, worst part. the worst part of the yeah. lockdowns, etc. These are going to be happening constantly. And I love that point you say, Nick, you know, what was ever the norm? You know, I, I, I think that every business and every business owner has always made excuses for why something didn't happen. The more successful business owners are seeing things and seeing, well, what can we do to improve? Or what can we do to get around that? Yeah. Don't 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 stand in front of the barrier. Get up over it or go around it. Do something on that front. Oh, you've got me all fired up, Nick Barnsdall. <laughs> well done. Hey, uh, I love it. I love it. Now, look, I, I know that uh, Lana has been going through some of your websites and and looking at the way that you present your media. Yes. And Lana, you might as well head it off here because I, I, I actually think <laughs> we could have a winner here when it comes to the way presenting media. Yeah. It is. Thank you, Nick Hayes. Um, <laughs> Nick, yeah, it's something we talk about a lot um, on the podcast, but also, you know, just, you know, to experts in general that they one, it's one thing to get media. It's one thing to get the interview on Channel 10 or, you know, 2CC interview. But if you're not leveraging that, um, you know, you're only kind of winning half of what you could be. And uh, yeah, hats off. You're, the presentation on the website. It's outstanding. I, I think it's one of the best I've seen. Yeah. And, and the reason I say that is that, you know, you're on the pulse, you're on 2CC Canberra, you're on Channel 10, but you've presented it so beautifully. The the authority and the quality that comes from that, I'm looking at you in a very different light. You yeah. are someone that is up and about, as opposed to those that do it poorly. Exactly. And so, Nick, yeah, do, do people reach out to you, say, you know, oh, I've seen what you've done in the media? Like, is that obviously having the impact that you want it to by having it on your website? Um, look, I think it's a validation point. I think it, I think it's, it subtly makes a difference to them. I mean, the biggest thing for us was the recognition that we got from the Queensland government to say, "Hey, you got you, you guys are the company that we want to pull our our um, our small our four hundred and forty thousand small businesses in the state of Queensland out of out of the trenches and over the top." And um, and so you know that that endorsement from the Queensland government and the Channel 10 um, interview that went along with that was really, really great for us. The other ones, I think, are just, you know, the subtle validation points that just subconsciously sit there uh, as people are scrolling through, right? And it's the subtle validation points that we we do underestimate sometimes because it's not Definitely. about just having that big hero piece. It's that extra bit of uh, fodder that's sitting there. It's that, that little bit more extra story to tell. But there's more stories to tell, isn't there, Nick? Because I think you've got this is not just a Queensland thing. This is this this is this should be in Victoria. It should be South Australia, New South Wales. Come over here to WA. Uh, look, absolutely. Like, um, you know, we, we've launched Navigate Business as a global business. We feel that um, 
all of the information that we've got and, and the way that we connect with uh, small and medium business owners uh, is universal. And so um, by no means is this about Queensland, it's just by chance that that's where we got some recognition early on. Um, but for sure, we would love to replicate that in every state of Australia. Um, but you know, we get a lot of our information across to New Zealand and um, we're certainly in the throes of launching some new products that we will then also convert into uh, many, many languages so that this, um, you know, our platform and our information is across is available right across the world. Queenslanders, they're a lot more forward planning than the rest of us, I've got to say, Lana. <laughs> they, no, they, 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 are, they, they, they are. They do get it. Um, I think that Queenslanders, they're a little bit more, you know, I can make it happen. I can make it work. Well, yeah, maybe it's that. I, it's... I'll let you into a little secret. I'm only an adopted Queenslander. You probably can hear from my voice. Yeah, might have detected that, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it from, Nick? Uh, from New Zealand originally. Oh, so uh, I was born in Auckland. I grew up in a small town called uh, Hamilton, which is just south. Oh, I've been to Hamilton. I didn't. I yeah. was confused. With Lucky it was, you. I was, I was confused whether it was New Zealand or Tasmanian, and I didn't want to offend our oh, New Nick, Zealand wow. friends. Um, but yes, awesome. So look, yeah, I'm an adopted West Australian. I'm a Victorian through and through. Still claim it, except I don't claim it this month. Uh, they're, they're a bunch of shockers down there at the moment with the COVID. Uh, now, Nick, uh, I really want to we, – we're running out of time, but I, I want to just to, to very quickly um, uh, just look at uh, what's coming forward and, and, and what might be for the future. Is there another five or six other businesses uh, in, the, in the sites there of Nick Barnsell, or are you happy with your, your, what you've got in front of you right now? I mean, I, I'm telling you what, I run two businesses. Uh, well, I run one. I'll leave someone else to run the other business. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's difficult. So, so, yes, the answer is yes, there is many, many more in front. So I've just recently launched a business investment fund. It's called the RGO Global Fund. RGO.global is, and that, that is a fund that is specifically around, um, investing in small and medium business. Uh, we invest into that, into those businesses. Um, and I work with, well, our team works with the, uh, the founders of those businesses to grow them, let them reach their potential. Also from the investor side, it allows people to go, oh, you know, I really love what Nick's done, you know, and because so many people think, well, where do I invest my money? And yeah. so it also gives people the opportunity to invest alongside me through our fund, uh, AFSL, all accredited fund, that they invest in the businesses alongside me in the businesses I invest in. So, um, uh, so look, you know, we, uh, we keep adding to that portfolio another three or four businesses each and every year. Uh, we have some, uh, some really specific industries that uh, that we like the theme of uh, that play out over the next uh, decade or so, and um, so yeah, look, uh, yeah, that's really, really, really important part of my life right now. Um, obviously, I'm involved in a, in a bunch of charities, particularly one that um, that uh, is supports our, at what we call at-risk youth, so uh, year 11, year 12 boys that um, uh, that have been expelled from their schools. So um, the Men of Business Academy. Um, you know, she's a very strong supporter of that, and I just love the cause and really resonate with the cause. Oh, I was going to say, um, who would, who, who more would resonate with that cause than you? Yeah, that's gorgeous. That is, that is brilliant. Nick, uh, we've got to, we've got to finish up, mate. Um, love what you do. How can people get in contact with you? So, navigatebiz.com, N A V I G 8 B I Z.com is our best point of contact on there. Whether you are in business right now and things aren't going quite how they are, you've maybe you're plateaued or, or worse, or you're thinking about an idea, uh, thinking about a business, maybe you just 
racking up, you've got three or four ideas, not sure which one to run with, or you, you want to go in business and you haven't got an idea, but you do know you want to own your own business, jump in there. We've got so many free tools, templates, information to jump in, um, podcasts, um, uh, free free business planners, uh, downloads, everything on there. So it really is a community of business owners and right across social media at Nick Barnsley. Well done, Nick Barnsdall. Awesome. And I tell you what, Lana, I didn't realise that he was a podcaster. Oh, I did. Couldn't tell. Couldn't we'll have tell. to talk about that another time. Uh, look, at you could hear it in his voice. Oh, what a absolutely. podcaster he is. Natural. Uh, well done, Nick Barnsdall. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Experts Podcast. Great to have you here. Really appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. That was Nick Barnsdall. He heads up Navigate Biz. Really good business. And there's a big call out to all those listening. If you are in business yeah. or you're about to start a business, Check out Navigate Biz. It's a it's a really good organisation that'll get you started or at least get you on the right track again. Not a bad one, Lana. Yeah, love it. Hey, love uh, the energy. Love the energy. God, the enthusiasm. I'm now spied. I'm going to go and <laughs> double check that I'm doing everything right. Um, but we look forward to your company next week when we've got another expert or another media. Have a great week. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.